The Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. Get mountain cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com forward slash SGP. That's CoorsLight.com forward slash SGP. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, be sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Hashtag live reads. Welcome to the Fantasy Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me as always is my co-host, Nick Olzak. How are we doing, sir? Happy Tuesday. Yep, happy Tuesday to yourself. Um, took the last few days, went out to visit you in Baltimore, which was fun. Made the trip from Chicago for the holidays. So mm, always good to see the big that's bro. Not, that's not where I live, by the way, everybody. I don't, I don't live in Baltimore. But Nick, had Well, to I'm not going to disclose that on the live show, obviously. I appreciate that. I'm just making sure you're not doxing <laughs> me here. You know, I'm not from uh-huh. Baltimore. So people are going to start throwing that into their, you know, find Justin machine or whatever. You know, they're, they're mm-hmm. going to start looking me up. Trying to get my uh, graduating high school year where I live, all that jazz. <laughs> right. That ever happened to but you? No, it, so whenever ever, someone ever reached out to you and started asking you like all these like interpersonal questions, like, "What year were you born? What's your favorite color?" Like, um, these seems like security questions you're trying to penetrate here. So yeah, I I've gotten those scam questions or like those bots or whatever they reach out and they're like, "Hello, where are you right. from? How are you doing today?" But uh, what is your no, it was good. <laughs> I was actually playing you last week. Um, and it was just your luck how it's been all year. You had a, almost the second most points it looked like through uh, the whole week. But uh, my team had a record week, I would say, with 662 points to 441.8. My team was mostly led by Vladimir Tarasenko, who was recently named the number one star of the week with seven goals and four assists for 87 fantasy points last week. And then uh, Michael Bunting stepped up. He played well. And then Nylander added another 50 points. And overall, the boys were just buzzing last week and uh, took home a big win to make it to the championship. But uh, we've got our number one seed, who's also 20-3 and on the year. We're down 53-42 to right now. But uh, that's definitely a gap I can come back from. Because this week also has been extended to May 1st with uh, the recent scheduling change with the Seattle game. And so this is a very long week, so a lot of time to make up ground. Yeah, my my team really shit the bed. And to, to be very clear here, I did score the second most points last week. The team that scored a three more points than me is not even in the playoffs. Like they they weren't <laughs> in the semifinals. So excuse me, sir, but I scored the second most points last week mm-hmm. in playoff contention. Of mm-hmm. course, again against the team that scored the most points. Everyone loves to blow their nut all over me. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's it's too much. Like. And, and what's really weird is is me and Nick didn't even think we were playing each other. Nick and no. I didn't even know we were playing each other until like Tuesday because the standings are all, you know, we got reordered or whatever. You know, I thought I was playing first place. He thought he was playing se- uh, sixth place. Not the case whatsoever. It was five versus two and one versus six. So, ouch. 
had I played anyone else other than Nick, any of the other two teams, I would have been in the finals. But, you know, I'm I'm going to try to chip away for this this third place finish here so I can be top mm-hmm. three the last two years at least. You know, I got I got that mm-hmm. little, you know, win of you know part B, I guess, or, you know, mm-hmm. sub A, whatever you want to call it. Not mm-hmm. really happy about it, but, you know, it's 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 to my own fault. I really didn't get any help from any of my goalies. I missed a uh, Mike Smith start instead of somebody else. You know, it was it was it was pretty messy. So definitely didn't get any help from my goalies. Uh, shout out to to Robbie Thomas who led the way for me last week. You know, giving it giving it his best, but you know, you, you got to take your licks when you can. Best of luck to you, Nick. You know, I'm going to take a look at your team here, taking a look at your matchup. And honestly, I I, I like what you got. You know, you, you still have Kane going. Uh, still mm-hmm. have a lot of power hitters here, or not power hitters, but power players, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that you're gonna you're gonna have a good run here. You know, you got Elias mm-hmm. Peterson. You picked up some Frederick Goudreau, who's who's rolling right now. I, I, I like him as a really solid ad. We're going to talk about him and another Minnesota player that are trending here shortly. Um, Tarasenko's been been rolling, bunting, Calder-worthy, right? So you got the mm-hmm. pieces. What's going on with Devin Taves? Is he going to be is he going to be making a game this week? He's, he's uh, out of his last game. So I used one of my waiver claims on uh, Devin Taves just because of the extended week <clears throat> being extended mm-hmm. to uh, May 1st now. And so while he's going to miss okay. this week, he will be back in the lineup next week. And uh, I know that right now Colorado is on a road trip. And uh, mm-hmm. they come back and then they're on a home stand to wrap out the year. So um, thinking that uh, he's going to ha- click at a high rate there because Colorado has been a very solid team on home ice this year, no matter who they're yeah. playing. And I think his production will show in those home games for sure. So it's just kind of a okay. why not. And uh, I mean, if I need that roster spot and it's getting really close towards the end and he's still not back, then yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to drop him. But if he's not looking healthy uh, by probably between Friday and Saturday night, then yeah, he's someone I'm going to have to look at dropping, unfortunately. But he's actually someone I brought back from that trade that I made uh, earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. And so if he does come back, that really stacks up my top three defensemen with Fox, Hedman, right. and Devontae's. What are you doing about Frederick Anderson? Um, this is a very uh, depressing topic, to say the least. I was actually watching that game at your house. Um, and he goes down and Ronta comes in and I was mm-hmm. like, Oh God, this isn't bad. Next morning I look and it says, you know, he's got to be evaluated. And then next thing I know, we sidelined for seven days. And so, um, that's going to hurt the Tough. Carolina hurricanes, depending how long he really is out for as well as my fantasy more, team. Oh it's yeah. You more. They're going to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They're just fine. They're, they'll, they'll, they'll yeah. be fine. They're going to win more mm-hmm. games with anti Ronta than you are. That's for sure. I'll tell you that. So, <laughs> right. But uh, I was very fortunate that uh, in that last trade I made that I acquired Ilya Sorokin, and he mm-hmm. took some time off last week. He was injured, and now Varlamov's injured. Now he's getting the majority of the starts. He has right. a start tonight up against uh, the Panthers, and this will be his sixth straight start. And uh, he, yeah, he's been playing Can some I- really solid hockey. Well, I want to ask you this, and th- I think this is a good question for our, our listeners as well. I don't know if I necessarily love. Ilya Sorokin versus the Panthers. What do you think about Carey Price versus the Minnesota Wild? He's available right now on our, on our waiver wire. So I looked at that. Um, I uh-huh. looked at it a lot, and I saw Carey Price there. But that Minnesota team, I think, is just going to be uh, too much for Carey Price. Only a second game in just about mm-hmm. two years now. And uh, he's just starting to get his feet back under him. He, he played well against the Islanders, I will say. But I think that... Uh, Minnesota team is going to be more of a lopsided matchup compared to a Montreal team. 
My second option I went with goaltending for the night is Yaroslav Halak, and I well, scouted that's, that. That's a great out. matchup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last night they've got a matchup up against Ottawa. Vancouver's mm-hmm. been uh, clicking at a high rate. Talk, like you said earlier, Elias Pettersson, he's been doing well. Brock Besser, saw you got a piece of his action for tonight. So, yeah, uh, yeah I, I'm liking this uh, matchup, and uh, I think Sorokin will see a lot of shots. I think he's going to be looking to see probably between 25 and 33 shots. And uh, I see a lot of fantasy points his way. And uh, I do like the schedule coming up, too, for uh, the Islanders. They've got the Panthers. Then they have the Rangers, the Sabres, um, and the Hurricanes all this week. And so I think out of all of those starts, that's one, two. Yeah, that's four starts this week. I say that based on Varlamov's injury, Sorokin starts in three of those. Okay. I don't really love those matchups. I mean, <clears throat> like I was saying, I'm not a I'm not a fan of this Florida one. I mean, I feel like it's I feel like it's a little bit risky, but the Rangers, Buffalo's solid. Great. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he starts in that game. That would be not that would that's not ideal if that's like the only game he sits out is Buffalo because Florida, <laughs> the Rangers, Carolina, they're like some of the top teams in the league. Uh mm-hmm. at Washington, I think that's a winnable game. I, I I think that's not as competitive as say Carolina or the Rangers at home. But it's mm-hmm. it's not as good as obviously Buffalo either, so it's mm-hmm. going to be an in- interesting one to follow. Um, Yaroslav Halak, I have to assume like he's just going to be dumped off your team after today, though, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Two a.m. So he's, he's just he's just mm-hmm. a plug and plug and play for tonight. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, really good uh, stuff to review there for anyone that's playing in the championship this week. It's not me, and it's because of Nick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump into our waiver wire discussion, guys that are, you know, at low ownership rate but are clicking at a high rate on the ice. So first up, we've got Brandon Montour of the Florida Panthers. He's been looking really good, got a handful of assists in his last four or five games here. He is a plus six in his last three games. Not really getting the puck on net a lot or blocking, uh, but he's getting involved with a lot of offensive action. Uh, Seems like a a solid add to me, Nick, at only 17% rostered. Any disagreement here? Uh, No disagreement at all. Um... Again, in fantasy hockey, defensemen are super hard to come by. Um, I've had the struggles all year rotating defensemen. I know a lot of teams like yourself throughout the year, they, you were running like two, three defensemen. A lot of teams would never run four defensemen, but I think a guy like Brandon Montour could be a solid guy to plug in as a fourth defenseman on your fantasy team for this championship run. He's playing on the second D pair over there in Florida with uh, Gustav Forsling, who plays really solid mm-hmm. offensive hockey. and He's also on the second power play mm-hmm. unit where uh, he's with Mason Marchman, and in front of him, he's got Hornquist, Bennett, and Verhage. So he's getting a re- lot of options to shoot the puck, but he's not shooting the puck as much. But I do see him getting a lot of shots in some of his matchups coming up. The Islanders, um, I see the Panthers getting a lot of shots in that game. Uh, the Red mm-hmm. Wings is another one. I see them putting the puck on that a lot, and I think it, there's a lot of opportunity for Montour to put the puck on that in those games, and Toronto in the next three. So a lot of opportunity for him there. Mm-hmm. On the power play, really solid player, uh, 17% rostered. Uh, nothing I can really uh, say negative about him. Yeah, he's trending right now for sure. I mean, the offense is there. If you look at his previous, you know, if you look at his last six games, it's solid. But if you go another six games beyond that, it's a little bit cold. Do you, do you think that these upcoming matchups, you know, kind of s- signal that he's not going to run cold? I mean, I like the Islanders, Detroit, Toronto. Finishes off the week with Tampa and then starts next week with Boston on the road. Yeah, I think uh, there's a lot of room for his production to stay hot. Um, even if he's not clicking at the highest rate, even if he's clicking around you know, four or five points a night, I still think mm-hmm. that's pretty solid for defensemen because usually 
if unless you have a guy like Roman Yossi, obviously, or Kale McCarr, a lot of defensemen can be hit or miss. They can have really right. good nights or they can have really bad nights where they only get a shot on a goal and a block. So if he keeps mm-hmm. going at this pace, even like the night where he got uh, three points just a few games ago, he's not hurting you. He's not someone right. that's going to be in the negatives. He's not someone that's going to do any damage to your fantasy team. Florida been playing very, very solid hockey. Um, they've won every game, I believe, yeah, since March 29th. And, um, 10 straight. 10 straight, yeah. You can't say enough about the Panthers. And uh, I think Brandon Montour will keep clicking at this high rate. And I see the Panthers uh, winning almost all of these games. I think Tampa will uh, be an issue for them. But I see them taking Boston. I see them taking Toronto, Detroit, mm-hmm. the Islanders. And while I don't like to say the Islanders because that's Sorokin, I think that's how <laughs> it's going to go down. Right, right. Well, they get Detroit, Toronto, and Tampa all at home. <clears throat> I think that's the best upside. And what you had mentioned about him not hurting you, to me, that really just comes from his positive play in the plus-minus column. In his last 10 games, he's only gone under zero just once, and that was in a 7-6 to six win up against Toronto. He only played actually 15 minutes in that game. That was the least amount of time he uh, played as well. I don't know if he maybe like left early or... I don't know, maybe got in a couple of fights and he just wasn't available. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but that was right. uh, the least amount of minutes he played in any game, and he was a minus one, had two shots on goal on a block. So even in that game, he finished at 0.80, not going negative, not necessarily hurting you, but not giving you that booming production either. So I think he's a safe add. Like, like Nick said, he's just not going to hurt you. That plus minus column keeps him very steady. All right, next up, we've got a couple of Minnesota Wild forwards, both on line two. We're looking at Matt Boldy and Frederick Goudreau. Uh, you own Goudreau. Did you kind of go back and forth between either of these two guys? You know, I'm, you know, typically I ask when I throw um, players on the same team or same line out there, like, you know, which one would you rather have? But you already picked up Goudreau. Does that already answer mm-hmm. my question? Uh, not necessarily. Uh, Matthew Boldy was already taken um, by another team in our league. But if it was between the two, I would go because, to say the least, Boldy is buzzing right now. He's got points in his Mm -hmm. last one, two, three, four, six, seven games. He's on a Mm seven-game point streak. And while he only has two goals, he's getting assists in all of these games. And uh, there's a lot of upside for him. He missed a few games. I'm not exactly sure why. Injury probably or something. But now that he's back, he is getting – his ice time isn't necessarily there. But he's making the Mm -hmm. most of his ice time like – Game on March 31st, he only played nine minutes and 17 seconds, still put up two assists. Um, his last, yeah. or yeah, two games ago, only played 12 minutes, put up an assist. While he was a minus one, he still had an assist, and he wasn't hurting you at the end of the day. And this Minnesota team is another team that's not really going to hurt you. They are going to keep you positive, and I think uh, Boldy will stay in the positives for sure. And uh, with the schedule coming up, it's extremely favorable for this Minnesota team. You have Montreal, then you have Vancouver at home, Seattle at home. You got Nashville on the road and then Arizona on the 26th. So a mm-hmm. lot of games, a lot of opportunity for this kid to produce and I think yeah, Boldy is a home run all day. On the other end, you have a guy like uh Frederick Goudreau who's really starting to make his way up the Minnesota lineup. Um th- at the beginning of the year he was more of a third, fourth line plug-in guy, grinded right. away down there, stepped up and now He's up on that second line over there with uh, Foldy and Fiala, and uh, he's making the best of it. He's on the second power play now with uh, Ryan Hartman and Michael Katchiff. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's how you would say that name. And uh, yeah, that's a really gritty line. It looks like, and uh, looks yeah, it looks like he's just got a lot of room for opportunity there. But uh, at the end of the day, I like uh, 
Boldy a little bit more because of the consistency because uh, Boudreaux has a lot of games where he has no points, but then as mm-hmm. of late, he's been tearing it up. So yeah, just down the stretch, I like Boldy. So interesting to me, Boldy's playing time versus Goudreau's because mm-hmm. you look at some of these games and like Goudreau didn't perform well. Boldy did miss, I think, about four games there from April 2nd to the 8th. And in mm-hmm. that stretch, Goudreau did not perform very well. But you just look at all these games like that game on the 31st that you mentioned of March. We played mm-hmm. he played less than 10 minutes. Like what what happened in that game where he only got nine minutes and 17 seconds of playing time. It's just kind of weird to me. Mm-hmm. That concerns me when it comes to just championship period. Like mm-hmm. when I look at that stuff, I'm just like, eh, I got to play the numbers, right? Like I got to get, mm-hmm. I got to get the guy in my lineup. That's getting six, seven extra minutes of playing time. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Goudreau is getting, you know, he had like 19 minutes of playing time on the 12th up against Edmonton had a goal in that game. And it should be noted mm-hmm. that he, he has goals in three of his last four games. The game that he didn't have a goal, he had three assists. You know, and he right. has obviously the same schedule as Boldy here. So it's really tough for me. I I also don't know if I want to expose myself to younger players like the rookies. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about Manny Beniers up here next. Um, this kind of goes along with that. I just feel like I'm exposing myself to just a little bit more risk. You know, I love mm-hmm. this point streak. But if I'm sitting there and I only have like one waiver spot left, honestly, I feel like I fling it at Goudreau. You know, I, I just feel a little bit safer because of the minutes. Also has steady production, obviously on the same pl- uh, on the same line as Boldy. So if Boldy's going to play well, then I, I would assume that Goudreau, it kind of like in that stack, kind of like going to like mm-hmm. a DFS type of strategy, that he's going to be performing uh, at a high rate as well. So I go Goudreau. Sounds like Nick's going Boldy here. It's really tough. You just have to you kind of determine what you value most. Like, are you going for the volume, like what I am, or if you're just attacking like a really strong trend, like Nick, where you have a player who just has literally points in every appearance for what did you say six? I think it's yeah, more. six straight game. One, two, three, four, five, six. I think it's there's uh, seven. The game on the thirtieth of uh, March. There was a, oh, yeah, okay. an assist in that game as well. So mm-hmm. set, like his seven, le- his last seven appearances, he's still putting in, uh, you know, in in points, not just in fantasy, but in the box score. Right? Whether it's a goal or an assist, uh, it's really tough. But I'm going with volume. Nick's going with the uh, the trend. You got to make that decision for yourself. Mm-hmm. All right, the next guy up here we have is Matty Beniers of the Seattle Kraken. Uh, Beniers was the second overall pick in this last draft, just getting started here. I, this is like April 12th was his first game. Am, am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're so correct. That, that, yeah, again, Calgary was his, his first appearance. I just didn't know if it was like earlier in the year they brought him up for a game or something. But man, second overall pick ain't doing too bad. Three points, three games, two goals, one assist. He's on the top line for Seattle now, I believe, in between Eberly and Ryan Donato. The playing time is double Matt Boldy type of playing time here. I mean, mm-hmm. again, to me, this seems risky because mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm going to get out of a player that's you know playing his fourth or fifth game in the NHL. Is he going to wind up being like the next big thing? Or... Is he going to take these upcoming matchups that aren't so favorable and kind of fold a little bit? You know, we got Colorado, Minnesota, Dallas on deck for the Kraken, Vancouver. These are all games where they are a big underdog. What do you think about Matty mm-hmm. Beniers? Uh, I think it's a very interesting play, to say the least. Um, I think, to tell you the truth, I think it's the first time that we've ever on a show talked about anyone from Seattle. Anybody. Because they just uh, don't have those. Yanni Gord, uh, maybe? Some Jared McCann? Maybe, but not like in as much as you would a guy like Maddie Meniers, who's coming straight out of that. Uh, oh yeah, you know, yeah, straight out of that University of Michigan lineup, and he was playing on a stack team over there. 
Owen Power, mm-hmm. uh, John Beecher, prospect from Boston. They were a stacked team, made it to the Final Four and lost. And so a lot of these college kids are starting to make their way into the NHL, and Matty Beneers being one of them. Um, yeah, I like what you say uh, with his ice time. There, Seattle is a team that uh, they've got nothing to lose, so they're going to throw him on that first line, see what happens. He's on the first line uh, on offense, and he's on the first line on the power play. And so, uh, so mm-hmm. far, he's making the best of his time in the NHL. Um, three points in three games for two goals, one assist. He's getting the ice time, and that's a big thing for us. Um, yeah, but I, I don't know. Now that you mentioned the schedule thing, it's tricky because you got teams like Colorado, Minnesota, mm-hmm. Dallas, like, well, I don't I'm know. just trying to think of like who's going to be lined up across him. You know, in that game against Colorado, he's got mm-hmm. Nathan McKinnon up against him. That's not ideal, yeah. right? And then mm-hmm. you go to Minnesota and you're looking at like, you know, maybe Goudreau or Ryan Hartman. That's not so bad. But then yeah. up against Dallas, I feel like you're getting, you know, Sagan, Rupe Hintz, guys that have got mm-hmm. a lot more experience. I'm a, I don't know the top center for Vancouver. I'm, I'm assuming Peterson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe so. So the, I mean, they're not necessarily favorable matchups, but I get that's what we have to like buy in on. Like the kids mm-hmm. getting minutes, he has the production behind those minutes. They've also won two out of their last three games. Just, just saying. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's a Ma- Matty Beniers effect, but this mm-hmm. team has eight goals in their last two games. He's got two of those last six, and he also has back to back games with at least three shots on net. If you're the one looking to cash in any over you know one and a half, two and a half uh, shots on goal props, I, I mean. You know, I'm in, I'm sitting in third place here at best, right? So like I'm mm-hmm. I, I'm one to talk. Like I I wouldn't take the risk, but there could be folks out there who just say, you know what, screw it. Like there's playing time, there's upside, first line center uh, center role, p- first line uh, power play role. Like mm-hmm. it's again, it seems risky to me because he's younger. He's he's a rookie. Mm-hmm. It's in my championship week, and there's there's trending players typically all over the waiver wire. So is this the guy that I'm gonna you know go all in with? It's really tough for me. It, it's it's really mm-hmm. tough to say yes. Um, you know, if this was obviously like, you know, a dynasty or or um, you know, keeper league or something like that, obviously he's you know going to be you know installed in your lineups off your taxi squad or whatever. That's fantastic mm-hmm. for those folks that were waiting for him to actually get in uh, get into the game, get some action. But uh, I don't know for like standard daily roster leagues. I, I just don't know if I can get behind it. He's got this game tomorrow on the twentieth up against Colorado. Those first two matchups just don't do it en- do enough for me because I feel like that even that 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 top line, you know, they could let in three or four goals. Not saying that that whole line, but as a team, you know, you could mm-hmm. see Beniers underwater here in these next couple, and you know, I just can't risk that. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on. We've got uh, Pavel Francuz of the Colorado Avalanche backup goaltender. Um, I wrote in my goaltending streaming article for the championship and for the playoffs that you know he's going to be a top guy. I don't think that he has lost. Gosh, I can't even remember from the article. I think it's like back in like February or maybe even January. He is, what is it, 15-3-1 on the year with a 2.49 goals against average. If there was an award for the backup goalie of the year, he would have had it since December. You know what I mean? Like this, this dude's right. been absolutely mm-hmm. ridiculous. Obviously, the Colorado Avalanche are just... You know they're they're going off on everybody. They won nine to three the other night up against LA. And if LA wasn't who like they they've been all season, like it wouldn't be as astounding as it was. Like LA has been a good mm-hmm. team this year. They only beat the mm-hmm. Devils three to one. The Devils are a shut in out of the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. LA nine to three. They put a hurting on them. So Frank Kuz gets the this last win up against New Jersey. 
He's 33% rostered. He might be the highest owned player that we're talking about on this show today. But is he worth an ad with the low amount of volume starts? Or is he someone that you think will get more starts as we close out the season? You know, I think it's more of a strategic ad. I think it's something that you have to scout out before you do it because you don't want to waste a roster spot on him when he's not starting. The Colorado Avalanche coming up, they've got a pretty they've got a pretty solid schedule to say the least. They hit the road against Seattle, then they go to Edmonton, Winnipeg, and then back home against St. Louis. And so out of those three games, Frank Hoos probably starts one of them. Um, him and Kemper have been uh, rotating out decently every one or two games. So I could definitely see um, possibly a start against Seattle or maybe uh, Edmonton, Winnipeg. I don't see him starting against St. Louis, but on this road trip mm. here, he's definitely going to start one of these matchups. And I think that'll be very mm. favorable for him. And yeah, definitely take a look at Seattle or Edmonton in terms of uh, when to start him. But uh, no, all about this guy. At 33% roster for a backup goaltender, is pretty high, but uh, I mean, for considering how much he wins, it doesn't really seem like that. Like, like you said, he hasn't lost a game since almost December. What makes you think he's going to yeah, lose one now? Yeah, right. Especially with these matchups, like I'm not afraid mm-hmm. to start him against any of these teams. I do believe he gets to start mm-hmm. against Seattle and probably mm-hmm. St. Louis. But to be perfectly honest, I think he could actually get three or four of those starts because after a couple more wins here. That's going to be it. Like Colorado's like getting ready for playoff time. They don't mm-hmm. need to push their starter to the edge. You know what I mean? Like they're going to get right. him ready for the the playoffs. And Frank Kuz, I think, is going to soak up a few extra starts here to close out the regular season. So he's someone that I want every bit of because of that upside. Mm-hmm. Like when he's in, it's a, almost a lock for a win. Even two starts ago, he let in four goals. They still won and he had 39 saves. Like this guy's mm-hmm. been fantastic all season long. Uh, he definitely has earned my trust and should have everyone else's. If he's available on waivers, definitely worth a stash if you have the roster spot. If not, try to add him on a night where you get that green check mark right and early or the day before. <clears throat> All right, next up we have uh, Vasily Podkulzin of the Vancouver Canucks, only 4% rostered. On a great run here. Three, uh, what I was about to say, three goals, four goals in his last three games, two assists in his last three games. He's a plus four through that stretch as well. Vancouver, man, they're winning. They've won, what, six straight? And they've got uh, Ottawa tonight. I would love to get in on this guy's action. Uh, but we do have some tough matchups, Minnesota, Calgary. What do you think here, Nick? You buying into some um, Yeah, I don't think you can say no to the Canucks, especially tonight. And a guy like Vasily Podkolzin, who's high as he is, especially in terms of fancy hockey, only 4% roster, Justin. 4% roster for this, for this kind of production is just ludicrous. You look at uh, his ice time. And he's on the first power play unit with Pedersen, who's buzzing at a high rate. And Brock Besser, he's on the first line with uh, Miller and Garland. And yeah, this Canucks team, they're not out until they're out. And they're given every last push that they can. And uh, a guy like Pod Colson, has met, uh, he's been the one to step up and kind of help them uh, stay alive here. And yeah, his production's solid. He got 12 points in the last game, 25, 10, 5, 12. So yeah, down the stretch. He looks pretty solid. Um, I like. I I would say some of these matchups are fair for him. Ottawa is obviously going to be a home run. I think uh, Minnesota. I think will be Minnesota and Calgary will be harder ones. But I see Minnesota being the harder one in that. I like Calgary a little mm-hmm. bit more because they play Calgary a little bit more throughout the year. Being in the same division, they'll play them four times. So there's the upside yeah. of that. You know exactly what you're walking <laughs> into. And then they come back home against uh, the Kings and the Kraken, and I like those two matchups for him. So, yeah, good schedule, good player. 
Only 4% rostered. Nothing to uh, hate about Pot Colson here. Yeah, it's an easy ad for me. I would definitely have him rostered. I went with uh, Brock Ves- Brock Brock Esser, uh, who is on the second line with Peterson. Actually. Oh, JT Miller is the first line center there, not Peterson. How about that? Hmm. So, yeah, he's playing with JT Miller and Connor Garland, I guess. Huh. Mm-hmm. Who knew? Good stuff. Yeah, I think he's an easy ad um, with with his um, with his recent play. It's, it's been solid. Matchups are pretty good. I don't love the Calgary game. I, I understand they play them a lot, but Calgary is like one of the best defensive teams in the league. Allowed the fewest amount of goals. I think you you get him on your roster, hopefully for tonight on the nineteenth, if you can, and then again against Minnesota, and you see what you get from that, and you react mm-hmm. if you should you know throw him out there up against Calgary. I kind of wait and sit on that. Right. <clears throat> All right. Next man up here we have is uh, Philip Deneau of the Los Angeles Kings. Not someone that I would typically add even on his uh, recent run. He's got three goals and an, an assist in his last four games, but he has points in his last, uh, I believe his last five, at least one point in each. And he had two points against Chicago on the 12th. Normally, this is not something that I would buy into because Philip Deneau, he just typically goes on, he goes off, he goes on, he goes off. But I absolutely love, love his schedule. Anaheim, Chicago, Anaheim, Seattle, Vancouver from this evening, the 19th through the 28th. I, I just can't say no. I, I, I really can't. What do, you, what do you think about this? Even in that game against the King, or not the Kings, the, the Avalanche, he plays for the Kings, he scored a goal. Mm-hmm. He was positive. 5.8 mm-hmm. points, right. and the, the team let up nine goals. So, not bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you hit it right on the nail. You can't say enough about the no. He's been a very solid defensive center on that second line with Trevor Moore and Victor Arvidsson. Been doing very well there. Plays on the wing, on the power play with Kopitar and Ayafalo. And so, he's someone that yeah, they definitely lean on. And uh, he's one of those guys I look at for pr- point production. Um, he mm-hmm. Down the stretch, he's getting a, a lot of assists. He doesn't put the puck in the back of the net. He does have goals in three straight. But down the stretch, he's more of that assist man there. That guy seven up uh, Victor Arvidsson and Trevor Moore on that second line. You touched on his schedule. Anaheim, Chicago, Anaheim, Seattle. A lot of... Uh, a lot of opportunity for him to uh, be successful. I see him in those games probably getting at least between four and ten points, I think, but in those games. I see him being a positive mm-hmm. player. I see him doing a lot to the lineup, having a lot of contributions. So, uh, yeah, nothing else really to say there. Uh, fire up some Philip Deneau. All right, right on. Yeah, I, I agree. I can't uh, um, knock on that schedule. Like I said, it's been rolling. Uh, this next one, we've got uh, Alex Chiazon of the Vancouver Canucks, only 5% rostered. Just another easy home run pickup as far as I'm concerned, but he is a game-time decision for tonight's game up against the Senators. Does his recent, um, I don't know, injury, but it sounds like he's he's just a game-time decision here. Does that concern you at all about picking him up or leaving him on your roster? I mean, this production is great. He's got five goals in his last four games. Across that stretch, he also has three assists game prior to that he had an assist the fantasy points are there 22.6 7.8 18.3 25.6 his last uh five like I, I, this seems like an easy pickup to me mm-hmm. no uh it would be an easy pickup and he was a go-to guy for tomorrow up against dallas but he didn't play i didn't know why he didn't play i was doing all this research trying to figure out what's wrong with alex chase on where where's he at mm-hmm. and uh no one there was nothing out there about him. I look into this player card. He had zero minutes size time, didn't do anything. And uh, it, so it I, says I, actually undisclosed. That's that's uh, Chazon in parentheses undisclosed will be a game time decision for Tuesday's matchup with the Senators. So no one knows what's going on. <laughs> yeah, they should they should have said that on Monday. That would have been nice. 
But uh, no, right. down the stretch, I like his recent production. Definitely a home run pick. Uh, I got really nothing else to add there. Definitely just fire him up. I personally was going for him, so I recommend you do the same. Another guy I really like, as long as he's on the ice, for over two and a half shots or one and a half shots on net. In his last uh, five games, he's done that four out of five, so I like it a lot. All right, let's hit a quick word from the sponsors, and we're going to get back into some waiver wire talk right after. Make sure to get down on the win bet 10 for 200 promotion, where a $10 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus, the win bet casino is offering a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And of course, don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with win's own build your own bet feature. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the win bet app or visit wynnbet.com and get started today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. The NBA playoffs are set, and PropSwap is where bettors find the best odds and turn hardwood into hard cash. PropSwap is the only app that allows you to pick your favorite teams and then sell your bets whenever you want. Many prop swappers make thousands of dollars just by buying and selling championship futures all playoff long. This allows you to win over and over without your team ever lifting a trophy. Go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on value, a free activity fee to stay in the know with all the big sales and red hot tickets for sale, a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash, and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap where America buys and sells sports bets. Hashtag live reads. Let's go. All right. Jumping back into the waiver wire conversation. We're looking at Arturi Lekkanen of now of the Colorado Avalanche. Got traded from Montreal. Awesome addition for Colorado. Only 4% roster. The production is so-so. I can't say it's as high as you know some of the other players that we've talked about. He does have three points in his last three games, but he plays for the Avalanche. Like A lot of upside there. They're scoring in bunches, not really losing games. They've won eight out of their last ten. What do you think about Arturi Lykanen's, um prospects for your fantasy roster here to close out the year? Um, Looking at his numbers, honestly, I would pass on a guy like Lekkanen, personally. Um, he's got some numbers down the stretch, but like you said, he's on Colorado. That's going to happen for, Mm -hmm. uh, anybody. I personally would rather go with guy like I have on my fantasy team, like Valerie Nachushkin, um, who's a little bit of a higher roster play, but, um, he's someone that's Mm -hmm. producing at a higher rate and a higher line, but, um, Mm -hmm. there's definitely some value for sure. Um, at 4% rostered, um, 16 goals, 19 assists on the year, playing on the second line with Comfer and Burakovsky. Uh, he's getting first power play minutes with Nachushkin and Rantanen with McCarr and uh, mm-hmm. McKinnon on the point. So there's some upside there, but personally, just not for me. I think for there's a lot of uh, other teams out there that he's a go-to guy for, but just personally, he's not someone that uh, I would want to go with. Um, while he does have a good few games, I like my consistency down the stretch, and down the stretch, he's so-so. Yeah, I, I can't really disagree. I mean, he does have double-digit fantasy points in three out of his last four, but if you look at the last four beyond that, he only had one, right? So he's got to be putting the puck in the back of the net. 
obviously there's opportunity, like you mentioned, like he's playing with JT Comfer and Burakovsky on that second line. He's getting uh, that time with Nishushkin and Rotnin on the first power play. So I think there's upside here. I just think that you need to be in a deeper format where and where you need to get him on your roster. Like you, you, you really got to be at the bottom, uh, bottom of the barrel here, you know, picking for the last remains of whatever values left on the waiver wire. Because I just really see a lot of lot higher trending players, guys that are clicking at a little bit of a higher rate. The minutes are there. The opportunities are there. I like that he's playing on the avalanche, but I think you just have to be really at the bottom of the barrel or you know, just really cleaning out the rest of the waiver wire here. Um, I think it's kind of a desperate flyer, to be honest. All right, next up we've got is uh, Jared McCann of the Seattle Kraken. You taking a look at McCann or Matty Beniers? Who, who do you like uh, more? Beniers is actually clicking at a higher rate these past uh, couple of games. Yeah, I would like Beniers a little bit more. Uh McCann uh, was on that first line center role, and now he's moved over to the wing on the second line with Gordon Donskoy. We talked about Beniers is on this uh, first line. Beniers getting first line uh, power play center, first line center. Um, young kid, looks pretty solid. I personally like him over Jared McCann, a player who's been so-so, to say the least, throughout the year. Uh, looking at him down the stretch, he gets a point here and there. Um, he does a little bit every once in a while, but he's not someone who I would touch in a championship run at all. There are definitely a lot better players, I think, and one of them being Matty Beniers. Um, and oh, between those two, yeah, Matty Beniers over Jared McCann all day. Um, mm-hmm. While he's on the second line over there in Seattle and getting a decent amount of ice time, um, he's just not someone I would go to. He's not, or he's on the first power play on the point with Vince Dunn, and so he should be getting a lot of shots, but as down the stretch he is, but or down the last few games, sorry, he is, but down the stretch, mm-hmm. not really. I would expect more shots. So definitely someone I would stay away from. And again, with this schedule for the Kraken, uh, Colorado, Minnesota, Dallas, Vancouver, Vancouver, or sorry, Seattle being a bottom feeder team, I just don't see mm-hmm. uh, a lot of profitability in this schedule for him. The games that he was producing, mm-hmm. he was up against uh, Ottawa, New Jersey, a couple other bottom of the barrel teams. But I think once you put him up against some uh, harder competition like teams like Colorado, Minnesota that are playoff bound, then I think he's going to slip. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I can't really disagree with that. Other than the fact that he does get the puck on net. He has 10 shots mm-hmm. on goals last two games. Not bad. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but we're not here playing props. We're here playing fantasy, so I, I get what mm-hmm. you mean. Um, does mm-hmm. have three points in his last two games, but like you said, tough matchups coming up. Colorado, Minnesota, Dallas. Um, all three very defensive-minded. Other than Minnesota, they can get into some pond hockey games every now and again, some five, six games. But uh, Colorado and Dallas are definitely going to be more defensive-minded, and they you know score their fair share amount too. So well, I think those matchups just keep me away from them you know kind of a similar situation to Manny Beniers like if I'm not going to start this young kid up against these you know better teams why am I going to do the same mm-hmm. thing with Jared McCann who's a minus 25 exactly yeah mm-hmm. yeah exactly all right next up we have uh Mikel Backlund who my guy Nick he took a swing on it, it didn't work mm-hmm. out but I feel like he's still a solid start going forward I talked about him you know once the trade deadline had concluded and Calgary kind of really uh, reloaded their lineup and I felt where they had kind of placed Backlund with some um some better scores like he was going to produce um specifically um uh, Magna Payne and Tyler Toffoli and it looks like they're playing together again. So I think he's a, he's worth a solid that here. Um, obviously, you're not disagreeing. He's on your team. But did you drop him today, I guess, is the question. Mm, I did drop him today. Uh, it was you very hard him. for me. It was hard Unreal. for me to hold on to him today. Because uh, personally, on a team like Calgary, being one of the few guys that's negative up against Chicago is very frustrating in a championship week. 
because there's yeah. Calgary and then there's Chicago. Chicago's yeah. down here. Calgary's up there. But uh, no, down the stretch, Michael Backlund looks pretty well. I just couldn't stand that negative against Chicago. Um, a very positive player. While he doesn't get the most points, he does mm-hmm. get uh, – he is never hurting you. He's averaging about four to six points a night uh, the last few nights, and so I really like that for him. Playing on that second line over there, like you said, with uh, Mangiapane and Toffoli, and then over on the second power play with Kelly Yarncroke and Tyler Toffoli. He's also on the first penalty kill with Lindholm. So getting a lot guy getting a lot of opportunity. Again, um, he was just someone I decided to take a swing at personally. But uh, that was just strike one. I still have two more strikes left. So uh, I'm going to try and get another player here. All right. Fair enough. I mean, the game that they also won 9-1, to one, he only had one assist. I mean, I mean mm. obviously he's playing yeah, on an explosive yeah. team. But then the game before mm-hmm. that, they lost 6-1. to one, And he still had one mm. assist. So right. I don't know. It's 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 really tough here. He's 16% rostered. He's got good numbers on the year. They're just not amazing. He doesn't get the puck to the net a lot. Um, I just don't mm-hmm. see him as someone that's really going to hurt you. I understand he got you minus you know 0.20 whatever, but he's consistently um, keeping his head above water as far as the fantasy production is concerned. So just someone that I don't believe is going to hurt you, but isn't also going to give you like 15 or 20 points on a given night. So if that mm-hmm. fits the mold for what you need that night, by all means, go ahead. But I don't think he's going to bring home booming production. So I'm, I'm keeping him on the waivers most most likely. But I'm, I'm a fan. I'm, I'm a fan of Backlund's. I like how they reloaded some talent around him. So I uh, wish him the best, but that wouldn't be adding him in my fantasy championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we have a couple of Washington Capital players, a couple of ruffians. We got Lazella and Nick Dodd. Uh, both are playing pretty well right now. Fantasy production's there. It's kind of similar situation. Guys that aren't hurting you, but they're not giving you out-of-this-world production. Nick Dowd, who kind of surprised me the most, he's got two goals in his last three games. He's got points in his last, uh, or four out of his last six, excuse me. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I'd pick him up over Lars Eller. What do you think about that? I would have to disagree. I would have to go with a guy like Lars Eller uh, playing on that third line. And that third line is just just looks scary, just looking at it on paper. You have a guy like Anthony Mantha who ranges around 6'4 to 6'5. You have Tom Wilson on the other wing. And then you have a guy like Lars Eller who's been a very solid defensive centerman throughout his career. Um, He's on the second penalty kill unit with Johan Larson. A lot of upside Mm -hmm. to him here. Um, I do like Nick Dowd too. Um, He is just the thing for me is Dowd's on the fourth line, Eller's on the third line. I like who uh, Mm -hmm. Eller's playing with a little bit more. I like. uh, the strength of the matchups on the third line compared to the fourth line. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Eller has been doing very solid lately. He's had a few really good games and uh, Dowd's also been doing solid. So it makes it really tough. But it, at the end of the day, I got to go with the factor that uh third line player over fourth line player. Why is the fourth line player a plus 12 and the third line player is a minus four? Well, the third line player, um, the third line player just had a couple bad situations here, but uh, <laughs> really, because he's like he's a plus three, plus six. He's a plus six in his last uh, what do you call it? Seven. Mm-hmm. Well, nonetheless, you you can't you can't say no to someone that's playing next to Tom Wilson and Anthony Manta. I, I can't. I can, and I will. Those two guys, I would. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Anthony I, Manta I, has has been playing well. Really, mm-hmm. to my whole point here. I wouldn't pick up either of these guys. Like, I really hope that no one is in the position to have to pick up either. I'll take mm-hmm. Nick Dowd because I just feel a little bit safer right now. That's all. He hasn't mm-hmm. gone negative in his last, what is it, six games? And he wasn't playing for a little period before that. But 
he seems like a better two-way player in general to where mm-hmm. when I look at that plus minus and I say, you know, the goal scoring and points are pretty similar, but Nick Dowd has played in less games. You know, what am I not seeing from Nick Dowd here? And most re- really, if you had just said like the minutes, oh, like Lars Eller just plays more minutes, I'd be like, all right, cool. I'm, I, I'm with you. I hear you. But mm-hmm. Nick Dowd is, I've, in my opinion, just a better two-way player right now. Um, both are playing well recently. Like they both mm-hmm. have production. They both have goals. They both have assists. The team's playing well. Most importantly, the bottom two lines are playing really, really well. Like if you look at uh, the production from all those guys, like Mantha had a four point night uh, a couple of games ago. Wilson, like you said, is always solid, right? Mm-hmm. Lars Eller's been chipping in. Dow's been chipping in. Same for uh, Johan Larson and um, Garrett Hathaway. I'm not saying to go pick up those guys, but. Mm-hmm. This bottom six is really just showing up right now for the Capitals, and I feel like it's really shown in their success. They only have, what, one loss in their last seven? They've been playing very well. So I, I tip a cap to that bottom six, but I'm not interested in buying you know bottom six players in bulk, right? If you right. have to pick between the two, I'd go with Dowd. You go with Ellers. We're splitting hairs. So it's all mm-hmm. good. All right, next up, I've got uh, Paul Statsny of the Winnipeg Jets, 20% rostered, a little bit higher than most here. I think he is the second highest behind Pavel Francouz on this roster, on our waiver wire roster here. Um, oh, nope, that was wrong. Jordan Stahl, who's the very next player up at 21%. Mm-hmm. Uh, 21 goals, 21 assists on the season. Statsny's playing well. He's actually minus five as far as rostered goes in the past uh, day. He did have a minus four a couple of games ago against Florida, not to be desired, but. I feel like that game was an outlier, Nick. Like all of these mm-hmm. games dating back to like the beginning of the month, he's been playing very well. He's been at least a plus one or better other than this la- the couple of games ago up against uh, Florida. Mm-hmm. There's goals, there's assists, there's production, there's shots on net. I like what I see here. And, and Stastny, you know, he's got that name brand. You know, you, you feel like you can trust mm-hmm. him. Yeah, I think uh, that night up against Florida was just an, uh, an anomaly. It happens all the time with some of the best players. Even like... Uh, like, for example, Victor Hedman at one point in the one game in the year was like a negative 9.5 or something. It was just a terrible you get game. At a half? Oh, yeah. fantasy. I was like, what? I was like, how did that happen? <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I think it's just one of those games for Stastny. Outside of that, looks pretty solid down the stretch, playing on that first line over there with Kyle Connor and Nikolai Ehlers. Two certified beauticians mm-hmm. over there. Those guys know how to put the puck in the back mm-hmm. of the net, playing on the oh, power beauties. play with. Playing on the power play with uh, Dubois and Stastny, and uh, or sorry, Dubois and Connor. But uh, no, I like a lot. There's a lot of upside for him being the first line center, playing along uh, two of those beauticians over there, getting a lot of points. Isn't hurting you besides the one game. Been a very solid player, averages around you know four to six points on average a night. Has a couple nights where he breaks out, but uh, yeah, no complaints on uh, Stastny. I just don't understand why. Uh, He's minus five percent roster in the last day. Maybe just a lot. People, a lot of people were pissed off about the one game. I guess, yeah. I don't. I don't know. He is readily available at twenty percent rostered. Was it twenty five? I don't know. Maybe they don't like this picture of him without any teeth. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's and, a stats uh, me without no good teeth? <laughs> what makes me laugh about the game? He was a minus four. Is he still recorded an assist and three shots and was in the negatives too? That's just unfortunate. He's negative mm-hmm. 1.3. It's not the end of the world. I mean, if you look yeah. at every other game, uh, that game against Seattle was postponed, but in three straight games before that, he had double-digit fantasy points. Mm-hmm. Games before that, he had at least four or more, up to upwards mm-hmm. of seven. So, 
not someone that's going to hurt you, but I feel like, you know, he's got that upside, you know, playing on top line for Winnipeg, who's not really playing for much. I feel like mm-hmm. he's going to put his fair share of production um, in night in and night out. So he's someone that I trust. And I, obviously he's a name that people know well. So I think that adds in. That just gives you like that extra good feeling like, hey, I'm making a good move right now. So I don't hate it. Um, I think there are some better trending players. But if Paul Statsney is sitting at the top of your waiver wire as far as like recent production, I think you're getting yourself a solid guy in the finals. Yep, definitely can't disagree. All right, next up, we've got Jordan Stahl, who's been playing very well. He has, was it four, six goals in his last four games? If you want to extend that to his last six games, he has, what is that, eight? It's quite a bit of scoring here. Mm -hmm. He is, I believe, going to be out this next game on... What's that? I guess he's going to be out on the 21st. I can't can't believe that can't be right. He's just day-to-day on one website. On another, he says Mm -hmm. he's out. Yeah, I'm not sure what to take with uh, with that. He's an it's an upper body injury. He's day to day per Rod Brindamore. I think he'll be available up against the Jets with another couple of days of rest. And then after that, you've got New Jersey. You've got the Islanders. Those are three really good matchups. You've got the Rangers on the road, but he's pretty familiar mm-hmm. with uh, with that division and what the Rangers can do. So I don't know. I, I think it's a decent ad right now. The playing time's there. He's scoring like a lot mm-hmm. for Jordan Stahl. You know, he's, right. he's got half of his season's goals in his last six games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, just for that very reason alone, there's no reason to say no to a guy like Jordan Stahl. I had him with his big hat trick up against Anaheim. That's what uh, secured okay. my first round playoff victory. He was oh, someone that I threw, that secured a Hail Mary. That was just a Hail Mary for me. Um, and yeah, I just can't say enough about him. Uh, he's not in the lineup right now, so you can't say he's on the power play or penalty kill, anything like that. But he normally is on the first penalty kill, I believe, second power play, and the second line, if, second or third line, if I'm correct. So he gets a lot of ice time. Um, the l- last few games, he's been around the 12, 14 minute mark, which uh, is just isn't is bad, but he's making the best of uh, his ice time there. Like two goals in the last game and a seven to four loss up against Colorado. Um, yeah, been playing really solid hockey. Uh, the captain trying to take the Hurricanes to the promised land, stepping it up big time. Um, they're definitely well on their way to the promised land. I have to take back all the nice things I just said about Jordan Stahl because I didn't realize he gave you a hat trick against me last week. So I have to oh, take sorry. All I meant two weeks ago. I said in the first round. Oh, was it? Okay, my bad. Okay. Yeah, I that was that's, that's I was like then. I almost lost. It was like a 15 point gap or something. Then listeners have permission to rebuke my rebuke of Jordan Stone. <laughs> Good player. Go get him. Solid <laughs> addition as long as he's healthy. Mm-hmm. All right. Last man up here and we are going to head out to our Tuesday evenings. We got Victor Olofsson of the Buffalo Sabres. Another guy that's trending. He's playing very well right now. For me, it's Again, this is a very kind of like a deeper ad. Like he's been playing well across the past couple of weeks. He did have a dry spell of was it one, two, three, four games where he did have a goal, but in those games he did have three assists. So he's kind of like hot, cold, hot, cold. Is he going to be hot for folks in the finals, Nick? Uh, it's hard to tell because to tell you the truth, there's a lot of these guys on Buffalo that have just been our flavor of the week. We just always somehow managed to have a new Buffalo guy that's been stuck. Skinner, Thompson, Cousins, Tuck, uh, all of those Only guys. Only Tuck. But uh, Kyle Pozo. But now we're on to uh, – No, I didn't, Victor... say I didn't say his name. Any, any well, he's, he's been one of the guys that's been on the show before. He's made it here. 
But have, uh, we, no. have, we, have we said nice things about Kylo Oposo? We have uh, two weeks ago, uh, almost positive. Okay, fair enough. I don't no, but uh, anyhow, Victor Olofsson, uh playing pretty solid hockey. Uh, points in three of his last four games. Uh, can't really beat that. I like uh, the next two matchups for him. You've got the Islanders on the 21st, or sorry, the Devils and then the Islanders. But then after that, he doesn't mm-hmm. play for a while. He doesn't play until the 28th and the 29th. And so I would personally take him up against uh, New Jersey. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of upside for him to have production there. The Islanders, mm-hmm. I think, is kind of a coin toss. If you're in a deeper league and you need a guy like Olafson, I would go with him. But yeah, I really like that matchup up against New Jersey for sure. Again, another team at the bottom of the barrel. Um, Victor mm-hmm. Olafson's on the second power play with Kyle Pozo and Dylan Cousins. And so uh, he is getting those looks and uh, those opportunities. So uh, he's someone, yeah, I would definitely, he would be an ad job for me on the 21st up against New Jersey. But after that, tough matchups. You've got uh, Boston, but then you got Chicago. But that's not until the 29th. By then, you're already wrapping up the NHL season. So personally, I would uh, only go for Olafson on this 21st game. I can can agree with that. I can get behind that 100% because, actually, you know what? I'm going to go with the Islanders too because Islanders are going to win that game. It's an 11-30 game at home against the Islanders. That's got upset written all over it. Oh, we're going to catch them off guard. We're the Buffalo not- Sabres. We get we get random wins. You know, they beat Toronto not that long ago. I think not even that long ago they beat Toronto again. You know what well, I mean? Well, Toronto like, can't beat good teams. That's true. just Toronto's game. It's, it's fair. It's not. <laughs> I can't disagree with that. But mm. they beat dude, their last couple of wins. They just won back-to-back games against the Flyers. Like, okay, that's like not bad. But they won back-to-back games. So, I mm. like te- uh, uh, tip of the cap, you know. But a wag of the finger to Toronto and Carolina, their two previous wins. What are they doing? <laughs> They're they're book killers. They're 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 killing people for locks, man. Mm-hmm. You know, they their previous win before that was Nashville, but you know that was mm-hmm. that was back on April first. Not really too mad about that. I could I could see yeah. myself betting on that game in mm-hmm. favor of the uh, the Sabers. But man, they've they've been playing spoilers. So don't be surprised if they beat the Bruins. You know, don't be surprised if they beat the Islanders. Mm-hmm. I think New Jersey they'll all handle business at home. I'd be all over New Jersey in that one. They'd probably beat Chicago too, man. Like the Sabres, mm-hmm. they're they're just a random team. They're they're very sporadic. I could see that Chicago mm-hmm. game going either way, five four. You know what I mean? In overtime. Mm-hmm. You know? I think the last time they played but, it was six to five. And didn't and didn't we blow a three goal lead in like two minutes? Yeah, it was a four to one game or something like that, and we completely mm-hmm. just like here you go. Here huh, you welcome go. to Chicago. Yeah, mm-hmm. Kevin Lykin and took his hockey pants off and said, "Here you go." We don't like that guy. I, I don't like him anymore. I was very hopeful for him. I'm still hopeful for the future. What, whatever happens, happens. But man, mm-hmm. Kevin Likening, like do better at everything in that crease. Man, everything. Just, do it better, just, brother. Just just got to do his job a little bit better. Do his job a little bit better. Yeah, uh, a little mm-hmm. bit, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that, well, that's all the players that we have for today. That is our weekly waiver wire. Nick, do you have anything to share before uh, we head out? Yeah, check me out on Twitter, uh, Face Off with OZ, talk about everything hockey over there, sports betting, fantasy hockey, all that over there, Face Off with OZ, and now on TikTok at Face Off with OZ, where I post my free picks every day of what I think is going to happen in the NHL. So give those two a follow. What's, what's your What's your picks today? Uh, I have not looked at my picks today. I was going to do that uh, after today's show. The action hasn't started yet, so I still got a little bit of time to uh, get those well, together. Let's, let's but take I, a look. Let's All take right, a look. Me, we got it. We got some time. All right, let's uh, let's 
flip the book here. I got uh, Flyers and Maple Leafs. Maple Leafs minus four seventeen on the money line. Any any risk for the Flyers here? We just got done uh, saying Toronto doesn't doesn't like playing uh, bad teams. Um. Yeah, I like the. Uh, I. Hmm. It's an interesting one there. I. I'm going minus- Maple Leafs money line and under seven goals. Under seven goals. I like the. I like Toronto minus two and a half. Honestly. I think there's a little bit minus two and a half. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna blow them out big. Mm-hmm. I think it. Let's I mean, it's what, possible. Let me see if I can buy that. It's not letting me buy it up to two and a half. That would be interesting. Well, That'd be interesting. All right. Yeah. So, but what do you think about the total of seven goals? Uh the total of seven goals. Um, I yeah, I like the I like the under in that. I don't see the Flyers' offense really uh, buzz too much. Um, and too tall, too tall a number. Yeah, I think seven. Too is tall too number tall. for me. Mm-hmm. If I can there get are... seven, I'll I'll take the under every time. I don't care. I don't mm-hmm. care if I lose. I'll I'll, I'll I won't lose a second of sleep that night. Let's try to <laughs> let's try to speed run through these. Uh, Rangers Jets. Who you got? Rangers Jets. Uh, definitely Rangers money line, and uh, yeah. I like the over. I like over six as well. I have Rangers tonight as one of my locks. Uh, Minnesota Canadians over under six and a half. Um, we'll go over. I like I the got over six. I like the over six and a half as well, and I've got minus two forty seven on the wild. Another lock of mine tonight. My my two locks in the NHL were Rangers wild. Next, mm-hmm. we got Red Wings at Lightning uh, over under six and a half. Uh, Red Wings Lightning over six and a half. Uh, give me the under. I'm gonna say under six and a half, and give me the Lightning. Uh, mm-hmm. Panthers at Islanders. I got Panthers and over six and a half. Um, yeah, I like the Panthers and yeah, the over is very favorable in this game. I think Bruins at the blues. This was a closer one. Blues are minus minus one twenty eight on the money line over unders at six. Even I'm going to go push. Yeah, I think you push the spread here on the, uh, plus one and a half. And, uh, I like the over on this game. I was saying push on the total, but I, I hear you. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Bru- Bruins plus one and a half is a good pick as well. I'm going to go with the blues, their money line there at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, Swayman's also in net. He's a little bit colder than um, uh, Allmark. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flames on the road in Nashville over under six and a half. I got Flames and under six and a half. Um, I like the over in that game. Fair, I, fair I, like a, I, I like a 4-3 game there. Fair enough. Uh, Kings at Ducks uh, on the road for the Kings. I like the Kings and under six. Yeah, um, I like under six too. Definitely, I think a 3-2 to two game. 3-1 game. Who, who do you like to win? Uh, oh, I like uh, LA to win that one. Easy. Very good. Uh, Canucks, minus 225 at home against Senators, over under 6.5. I like the Canucks in the over. Um, Yeah, I like the Canucks on the over also. I think uh, that'll be probably a 5-2 win. 4-2 and then Very an good. empty net. I'm calling it. <laughs> Sharks at home against the Blue Jackets. Uh, call me crazy, but I'm going to take the Blue Jackets here to upset. Give me the plus 123. Uh, uh, under 6. Yeah, I like the upset, but um, I like the over. The over's paying plus money. Um, I think it's always possible. I think, yeah, that'll be a decently high-scoring one. I think you might have another one of those uh, five-to-two uh, games, five-four even. I like uh, that game's kind of a barn burner itself, just two teams that are out of it. So, yeah, give me the over at plus 104 on FanDuel. All right, last one. U- Utica comments versus the Cleveland Monsters. Utica Comets. 
Let's go Utica Comets over five and a half goals. AHL, let's get it. Right, you guys can find you can you guys can find me on Twitter at TITTHJB. Be sure to follow the SGPN uh, Sports Gambling Podcast at Gambling Podcast on Twitter. Take care, be well, be good, and if you can't be good, be good at it. We'll see.